Oh, hello. Hey. How's it going? Good. How are you? Yeah, also good. Also good. Very excited for this week. Um, because we're back in Scotland for some some paranormal activity, and I feel like that's gonna be good for us. Yes, I am very excited. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, let's get right into it. I'm Sonia. I'm Maddie. And welcome to Grim. Woo. Okay, so um, this week I was going to talk about just one aspect in this town and then I started doing some research and then I was like, wait, there's so much and then there was too much. So now I think I'm going to split it into two so that the episodes aren't super long because I think my notes right now are like nine pages and that probably would be like an hour of talking. I love good two-parter. Yeah, two-parters are good. Yeah. A little break for some true crime in the middle and then we get right back to paranormal. Yeah. It'll be a fun time. <laughs> um, but yeah, so if you think about the town St. Andrews, most people know it as like just the university town or like the place with the golf courses or like the place with the beach and all that. Um, but this is Scotland. So you know that the city definitely has a darker side and what a lot of articles call a macabre history. And I thought that was a very fun little description there. Because oh. it kind of is... Um, it's a little bit dark, uh-huh. mm. but like it makes sense because it's very old here. Yeah, that's a, yeah, more history. Yeah. I feel like more chances mm-hmm. for ghosts. <laughs> Definitely, yeah. So, um, St Andrew's Cathedral in Fife was once the site of the largest medieval church in Scotland, mm. and it is like no longer in use anymore. So it's kind of like left out to ruin and everything. Um, but the building's still there. The building is there. It's like ruins right now. Oh, okay. Um, so yeah, there there is definitely a lot of history around the cathedral. Definitely a lot of like ghost stories, spooky stories, kind of like a little bit of haunted history. A lot of ghosts there in St Andrews. Um, and that was actually the cathedral was like the one that I wanted to talk about today. But then like I was like I should expand this. <laughs> um, but yeah, so along with the cathedral. St. Andrews actually has over 200 locations that are rumored to be possessed or haunted wow. and reported over 400 ghosts that are said to inhabit these areas. That's a lot. It is a lot. And I mean, it kind of makes sense given how old the town is and like the vibes are kind of like cobblestone streets and like medieval ruins. Definitely a mysterious little aura around the town. Yeah. Um, the castle and cathedral grounds have witnessed many terrifying events over the centuries and a lot of the times you can take a little a little peek into the past um as you walk around the ruins and the graveyard and all like the sculptures and relics that are there that are in the museum and everything so it's very cool um and then also if you there's like the tower as well in saint andrews and i guess there there are the view is supposed to be absolutely amazing because um, it is quite high up, I think. Mm. Um, but <laughs> I do know that there are a few spirits that do call the tower home. Oh, boy. I feel like that's, like, a night thing, though. I, I mean, you know. <laughs> that's true, but, like, ghosts on a tower, that just seems, like, a little scary, you know? Like, yeah, that's true. someone f- getting pushed off the edge or something. <laughs> I don't know. I don't like it. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
but yeah so okay talking about the cathedral it is it was once the largest church in scotland actually and um it was kind of like abandoned like destroyed ruined i guess during the scottish reformation but luckily a lot of the parts of the cathedral were saved and now there's just a bunch of ghosts there it's a very haunted history um the cathedral grounds are kind of like enclosed i guess by this really high stone wall and along this wall there are uh, quite a few two-story watchtowers that are just set in intervals and then in the 15th century when it was still kind of like used and everything um they were joined by this like walkway like a parapet walkway but after the reformation and after the abandonment of the cathedrals um one of the towers is kind of used more as like a family mausoleum now and so there are burials that take place in the lower chamber Uh, quite a few years later it was actually sealed off and forgotten for a while and it's actually this particular tower that is used um, for the burials and everything is the only square tower and all of the other ones are like rounded so I guess it's like easier to spot and I don't know if that's like intentional or not if they were like oh that's the square tower we're gonna use that to like, bury people or if it was like a, we need some way of distinguishing this tower maybe it's easier yeah. to like fit the coffins in or oh, wait were there coffins then yeah yeah, yeah. maybe because you know like they wouldn't have the rounded edges you know true true true, true. i don't know kind of like a chicken and the egg situation though i feel like you know? yeah that's true but yeah um all right, so we did talk about this type of ghost a little bit before in our little Halloween series, but as you walk through the ruins of St. Andrew's Cathedral, there's kind of what people describe as like an uneasy atmosphere. And a lot of people say that it was kind of created by all of these spirits that were kind of placed out of time along the stones. And the haunted tower at St. Andrew's Cathedral is haunted mostly or like the most prominent presence is the spirit of a white lady um so we did talk about this a little bit before but mm-hmm. um usually white ladies are women who died of like a broken heart kind of like that they usually not not the best of news i feel like yeah but yeah, yeah. so the white lady is often seen roaming the passages of the tower in a very long white dress and she's actually the most well-known of St. Andrew's Cathedral ghosts which is very cool oh that's Uh, cool there's this one time the story that's commonly told is that she just walked through this iron gate and ended up scaring this group of fishermen who were on their way back up from the harbor (laughs) (laughs) I don't think she did anything else she just kind of walked through the gate and then like she was strolling yeah. around. She was vibing, you know? Yeah, I um, love it. But, yeah, that was... I, I don't think there was really anything that she, like, um, did in particular to anyone, but she was just kind of, like, there. Um, actually, reports of this white lady sightings go as far back as the 1800s when she was yeah. said to just, like, scare people by appearing because, you know, she's a woman in like flowing <laughs> white clothing just she's a woman <laughs> i should have just stopped there yeah um, <laughs> just appear yeah, you know well honestly some men sometimes i'm just kidding facts facts you're not wrong <laughs> um but yeah i think it's like a 
you, you don't really expect to see a woman just glowing yeah, out just of nowhere. Up. But, yeah. yeah. Um, and then I guess she also has this like kind of eerie sense of like dread almost, um, which fills the atmosphere around the tower at night. So a lot of people tend to steer clear of the area after sunset because they don't really want to come face to face with her. Makes sense. Makes sense. <laughs> also makes sense. Um, I kind of feel like she's just lonely. Yeah, it doesn't seem like she's, like, doing anything to people, but... No, she just has, like, a sense of dread, and then she, like, leaves. <laughs> I don't know, I haven't heard any real stories about, like, her doing anything bad. Um, but the urban myth around her has, like, really grown, and it is said... I haven't really found anything, like... But it is said, there's, like, one little instance here where if you see her and she like beckons you over you kind of feel compelled to go to her and then she will lift up her like veil to to reveal a like hideous face that's supposed to drive you insane that's not very nice of people saying that (laughs) right and i guess the reason that this like kind of started was because in the early 1960s there was a student from st andrews university who was like reported to have seen this like all like this figure this woman in white um and then she apparently had like called him over and he went to her as if in a trance and then she pulled back her veil to reveal her face and then the student just like instantly went mad and he was found slumped over the stones in the morning just repeating the nun over and over again I guess he was taken to a mental institution after that where he just, like, stayed all his life. Um, Well, that's horrifying. Yeah. So, but, you know. Never mind. Maybe I'll steer steer clear of her. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I honestly, I feel like there are, I feel like this was, like, a different ghost. And I will talk about this a little bit later. Yeah, it does feel like that. Yeah. There is another ghost who is said to be the nun. And uh, I feel like they might have just gotten her, like, mixed up yeah, as, I was like, gonna the say, white lady. I did not think the white lady was a nun, so that threw me off a little bit. Okay. Yeah. Right, well, that so that's sense. that's kind of where, like, the legends converge. Like, some people say they are the same, but some people oh. say they're different. Okay. Um, I feel like they're different is the vibe I'm getting here. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Um, people just tend to stay clear of the area after dark, and the tower has kind of become known as the Haunted Tower. Um, yeah, so... The thing that I read in one of the articles is that to some people, she appears to be like holding a book and wearing a long white dress and a veil. And then others report that she doesn't have a veil and she just has like long black hair and it's very beautiful, which kind of makes me think these are two separate ghosts and people are just mixing the legends up. Yeah. Um, but if you do remember a little bit earlier, I mentioned a little like mausoleum type thing mm-hmm. that was sealed and they kind of forgot about it. And the square but tower. In... Yes. Um, <laughs> that in the 1860s there were like these stonemasons who were working on the wall and they kind of started saying that they could see into the sealed crypt through the cracks in the stonework and they were like there are mummified bodies in there (gasps) oh my god yeah so they decided to open up the crypt oh no yeah it's gonna release something (laughs) Right, but so some people say that they actually end up doing this like in the middle of the night, which oh. I think is like really stupid. Yeah, extra stupid. <laughs> right. Um, but they did open up the crypt and they found a number of bodies that were apparently in a surprisingly good state of preservation, and among them was the body of a young woman with black hair, 
and according oh. to the reports, she's wearing a long gray dress and white leather gloves. And I think that that's probably our white lady in question. Mm-hmm. Which also makes me think that she isn't the nun. Yeah. So I don't know why this one little story was like grouped in with the rest of the stories about the white lady. I think they're different. I think they are too. Yeah, it kind of makes sense that they're different. Um, okay, so moving on a little bit is um, a place called the Pens. And the Pens at St. Andrews is this like gate across the street from St. Andrews Cathedral. And I guess it was once the main entrance to the monastery. And it was kind of like a checkpoint, I guess, for anyone visiting the cathedral. And unfortunately, the sad truth is that the pilgrims were most who like came to this cathedral or like the the pens area across the cathedral were mostly plague victims who like kind of just came there for help but a lot of them were turned away and left to die alone just like on the streets of St. Andrews yeah so it is that just kind of has like a little a little bit like a darker energy I guess Mm because a lot of spirits like I guess I don't know I would I too would be upset if I came somewhere for help and they just like turned me away yeah yeah. Um, yeah. So that is one of like the little areas in St. Andrews. Um, the other area that I wanted to talk about was a place called Nuns Walk, which kind of makes sense given the earlier story that there would be a place for nuns. There's a cathedral, like all these religious aspects. Um, there was a place called Nuns Walk, and a lot of people report walking along Nuns Walk and kind of feeling like they're being watched a little bit oh um I guess the energy around this area kind of like changes subtly it makes people feel paranoid people tend to look over their shoulder a lot see if like someone is watching them see if someone's actually there that kind of thing I don't Um, like that right and occasionally a spirit will make themselves known and kind of just like scare people along their path um, the big legend is that there would be a woman dressed as a nun who sometimes walks down the road like she's carrying a lamp and she has like her veil and then this is why I think that they're the, like that the nun and the white leader are different because a lot of people will say that this nun approaches them and then will remove her black veil to reveal a very disfigured face and attempt mm. to scare them um, the only problem here is that people say that this is black veil the earlier story says something about like a white veil um mm. But maybe they just couldn't understand what this man was saying because he did go a little bit crazy. That's true. Um, yeah, so the unnamed veil nun is probably one of the more terrifying of the St. Andrew's ghosts. Again, I don't believe that she's ever actually done anything, but I think that if you like stare at her long enough and she like approaches you, you're supposed to be going crazy after that. I don't know. Um, it does not sound good. <laughs> no, it does not. <laughs> They do say, though, that the Veiled Nun, I don't think she ever has a name, but um, she is said to be the ghost of a woman who lost the love of her life. Mm-hmm. Um, the legends kind of diverge here. Some people say that she was rejected and then, like, sliced up her face out of anger and heartbreak. Um, some people say some other things about, like, she just, like, didn't come back, that kind of thing. Um, but after they were separated, she just didn't want anyone else anymore and she cut off her nose ears and eyelids um god yeah she died of her injuries shortly after becoming a nun and then committing herself to god um, 
Oh, okay. So she was something happened with the this guy, her lover, whatever. Yeah. And then she became a nun, and then she died. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Because <laughs> I was gonna say, aren't nuns not allowed to like have romantic interests? But okay, that yeah, makes sense. No, she she ended up. She's like, oh, I don't want anyone else. I'm gonna commit myself to God. And then she was like, I actually can't do this anymore. And then cut off her ears and nose. That does and not sound like I a good learned. way to go. Um, no, it does not. I I cannot imagine what she was going through there. Mm-hmm. It just sounds very painful. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so this is kind of like a little thing that you walk down nuns walk. Um, but <laughs> apparently, while you're, you know, keeping an eye out for this apparently terrifying nun who appears, <sighs> you should also keep an eye out for this spectral coach. Oh, oh, good. <laughs> Two things. Two things to look out for. Yeah. Um, so it was apparently that uh, Archbishop Sharp's coach, and he was, I guess, a very unpopular churchman. He was very harsh, very, like, kind of, like, I don't know. I guess he just didn't really think of the people as much. Um, he sided with Charles II after the Civil War. And he was on his way to St. Andrews in 1679, but I guess he was just so unpopular that they decided to murder him on the way. Oh, yeah. Wow. Um, So we don't know where the archbishop is, but his coach apparently reached its destination without him. Oh, my God. Wow. Yeah. On moonless nights, people report seeing it just gliding down South Street by the pens drawn by four huge black horses. Oh, I was going to ask if there were ghost horses pulling the ghost coach. There were ghost horses. I feel like if I was going to be a ghost, I would like to be a ghost with a horse. Yeah, I would too. You know, a little bit of company. (laughs) Yeah. Wait, so did someone, like they just snatched him out of the carriage and then killed him? I have no idea what happens. All I know is that he is no longer alive. I just, I thought they like, just like, I don't know, somehow killed him in the carriage and then like, absconded I mean, into the night but maybe he's in the carriage i don't think the carriage opens the doors or anything because people only report oh. seeing the coach so okay. i would assume that he's not in the carriage anymore because like if he was in there he'd probably make an appearance no that's true like Unless he's just like just really mad inside. you know he's still just sulking i mean just for hundreds <laughs> of years hey you never know maybe he just doesn't want to see people we should go to St. Andrews and try to find him and his horses. Yeah, I would like to see the ghost horses. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. All right. So while we are here in the pens across from the cathedral and this little area of St. Andrews, um, you know, if you aren't already paranoid enough, if you don't already feel the macabre atmosphere enough, I feel like I'm saying that word wrong, but... Um, <laughs> Here is the story about the white angel statue that keeps oh. a watchful eye over the Eastern Cemetery. Yeah, so um, it is just a statue of an angel in white, and apparently it sits on like against the wall on the hill. And um, this isn't really the best. It's the white angel, but apparently it is said to fly around in search of victims to strangle the life out of them. Oh, yeah. That does not sound like an angel. <laughs> No, it does not. Um, but if you do see the statue, like, during the day and everything, and you look at her right hand, if you see, like, residue of dirt, that, like, makes it appear that her hand is moved. Because 
like why would there be dirt on her hand otherwise that's really scary I don't like it isn't it terrifying yeah um alright so that was a little a little bit about this statue I kind of want to see it though I'm not gonna lie I feel like it would be kind of cool to see I would like to steer clear of it (laughs) (laughs) fair enough (laughs) um yeah so if we move on to a place uh, a graveyard actually that is affectionately known as the chamber of corpses oh sounds like it's gonna be fun <laughs> yep i mean honestly i don't think of anything creepier than calling a graveyard <laughs> the chamber of corpses like it yeah. sounds very sinister <laughs> yeah um yes but uh so the haunted tower that sits among st angel's cathedral ruins is like kind of um that's this is like the graveyard i guess around the cathedral oh okay um is where um so that's where they found the um the body of the woman a while ago the the white lady um Mm -hmm. like wrapped in her gray dress and everything um, yeah, so this is the graveyard around it, and I guess the corpses there are believed to have belonged to local Celtic saints from as far as a thousand years ago, oh. which is wild to me that they even decided to build this cathedral, like, on a graveyard, like... Yeah, that what? seems like some bad, bad vibes. Right? And then they were like, let's just make another, like, crypt, like... <laughs> well, I don't know what they were thinking. Um... But yeah, so technically if you go to see the tower, the haunted tower, it is in the middle of the chamber of corpses. Yeah. Um, (laughs) So, um, St. Rule's Tower is another tower. um, It's like, I guess like, it's like called St. Rule's Tower. St. Rule's Tower. Um, But it is in the graveyard as well of the cathedral. And it is kind of, kind of dark um but also not i don't know how to i'm going to tell you the story so there are yeah so in the 12th century um robert de montrose was the prior at the saint andrew's cathedral i think it was the year 1393 and he was apparently this like a good man he was said to be fair and responsible he had a generous heart um but he was in charge of all of these monks so he did have to like discipline them i guess um or a few of them that weren't really behaving the best um so there was at the time one very badly behaved monk by the name of thomas platter and he i guess didn't really like being reprimanded for doing things wrong so he ended up planning a little bit of a revenge plot here oh no um late one evening when the prior was retiring to bed he snuck up behind him and stabbed him to death oh my god unfortunately and to make things worse to be more disrespectful ended up throwing his body over the edge of St. Rule's Tower and that was a monk? yeah oh my god um there is another variation to the story that basically just says that he the prior liked to climb to the top of St. Rule's Tower on a moonlit night and then one evening like the assassin just followed and like pushed him off mm-hmm. um yeah so like a little bit of a variation I'm both of them end up with him dying 
Um, but fast forward to like the 1940s when there was a visitor to St. Andrews who was climbing up St. Rose Tower, you know, just for the view because the view is supposed to be amazing. Mm-hmm. And he said it was daytime, but the inside of the tower was very poorly lit. So he was like stumbling around in the dark kind of and then looked up to see a partially shaded figure of a man wearing this like monk's robe, I guess, oh, standing no. a few feet above him. And he said the monk-like figure spoke very kindly and offered his arm and assistance. But the visitor just declined, continued up the stairs, um, was like, I'm just going to do it on my own, I guess. Um, it was only when he came down again and spoke to, like, the custodian of the tower when he realized that, like, that was a ghost. <laughs> um, and the custodian was like, yeah, there was no one else who was let in the tower and there was no one else who left the tower. Oh, my God. Yeah, so the ghost of the monk, thought to be Robert, can be found just in the stairway leading up to the top of the tower, and he is said to help guide people along the inside of the tower and just, like, kind of making sure that they stay safe and they don't end fall- end up falling over the edge. Okay, well, that's um, nice. I was expecting a ghost yeah. that pushed people over the edge, so... Yeah, see, that's what I was saying, too, is that, like, it's, like, it's a very sad story, but, like, it's also, like, it's okay, you know what I mean? Because, like, mm-hmm. he's not evil yeah he was like a good man in life and he was like trying to help people out in death yeah um yeah so there is the other unfortunate side about this is i guess sometimes he may get stuck in like one of those loops you know where like some people see him like reenacting his death almost like some people see his like ghost falling over the side of the parapet that's really sad and fading out of view yeah very very sad um but, you know, I do kind of appreciate him <laughs> for helping this other guy out. I feel like yeah. that was very good of him. Doing some good work. Yeah. All right. So I do have other stories for you from St. Andrews. Um, I think the ones that I have, I'm going to talk a little about St. Andrews Castle and then a couple of, like, specific ghosts who are there. And then... Actually, this is very interesting, and I'm very excited to show it with you, share it with you. Um, but as I was doing my research, I found an article titled, like, Maybe There is a New Ghost at St. Andrews. Oh. So um, I don't know how that could possibly happen, but there was yeah. one that just started being reported in 2018. Interesting. And, yes, I'm very excited to share that one with you. And But those will happen next week because it is another, like, 30 minutes. Uh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm You'll very to excited hear to hear them. all next week. Don't yes, worry. Yes. I'm very excited to share them all with you. <laughs> um, but yes, that was all that I have for you this week. I hope you enjoyed my half of the tour through St. Andrews. There are a ton of ghosts here. There are like books and shit written about this place. It's kind of wild. Wow. Yeah. yeah. It, it sounds wild from <laughs> the half I've heard. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm very excited for the next half of it. Um, all right. Do you have any life updates for us after part one of St. Andrew's Ghosts? Um, well, I have a sad one. I was supposed to go to the Tough Mudder tomorrow, the Tough Mudder run, mm-hmm. but sadly I got stitches in my legs, so probably oh going God, in muddy I water completely forgot about is not that. good for that. <laughs> yeah, that's not good at all. Are yeah. your um, botmates still going? Yeah, they're going. I'm I'm going to go and, like, cheer them on, try and get into, like, the spectator area. Hopefully I'll be like, mm-hmm. hey, I was supposed to run this. Can I just, like, stand in the spectator area? Hopefully I mean, I'm me. sure they'll let you in if you were like, hey, I'm supposed to run this, but I'm now currently <laughs> have stitches in my leg. 
I hope so. I was able to change the registration to a different event, though. So I am signed up for a different one this coming summer. Nice. So nice. at least there's that. At least I was able to change the, the tickets. That's excellent. I'm glad yeah. that you got to do that. So I'm very sorry that you can't run it, though. Yeah. I was worried because um, there's been, like, well, there's a lot of stuff going around school right now. There's COVID, obviously. And then one of the dorms has mold poisoning. Uh, oh, great, my goodness. Great uh, time for that. And then there's also, like, a cold or something going around as well. And I've been really scared mold that I'm going to... Mold poisoning? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's not good. Christ. Uh, luckily, it's not my dorm. But um, So I've been very scared I'm going to, like, catch something and get sick before the Tough Mudder. But it looks like... I wasn't going to go anyway, so <laughs> don't have to oh, worry about pain. that. <laughs> pain. But hey, it's okay. I'll just, I'll just, I mean, I am doing a longer one this summer, so I guess that'll make oh, up for yes. it. Yeah. I don't know how you can do that, but like <laughs> it's the really whole running fun. thing. If you want to join sure. with me, let me know. <laughs> I, I don't think I want to. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Rude. No, I'm kidding. I get it. I was very scared for my first one. But yeah, if you do ever want to let, if you do ever want to go, let me know. So much running, my dude. (laughs) It's fun though. Oh my god, you scare me. (laughs) But yes, that should be it for me. Do you have any life updates? Um, I've just been moving into my new place. It's very, very interesting being so far away from everything. Honestly, is my theory correct that your room is haunted? No, it's not haunted. Darn. Unfortunately, I'm that so been sorry fun. to. Yeah, it would have been fun. <laughs> um, I have not experienced anything bad so far, but I do understand why my flatmate wanted the room that I was supposed to have. It does have good vibes. Oh, well, you'll just have to bring the good vibes to your new. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. Um, but yeah, I got a plant today. That's oh. very fun. That is exciting. It's, what uh, kind? It's a little ZZ plant because I struggle with keeping plants alive. And yeah, the people at the plant store were like, this one will not die. And I was like, excellent. This one is for you. <laughs> I was like, that is perfect. I love it. Um, yeah. Well, that's about it for me. All right. That's it for me too. So excellent. do our little spiel. All right, so you can find us on Instagram at Grim Podcast. You can follow us, like our photos, DM us, and from our profile, there's a button to email us. You can email us at thegrimpodcast at gmail.com. You can send us thoughts on stories we have covered or stories you want us to cover or little life updates of your own. Um, we also have a Twitter, which is Podcast Grim, and a Facebook, which is Grim Podcast. And other than that, just leave us a good review and tell your friends and family about us. Yeah, and we will see you guys next week. Unfortunately, actually, I don't know. I'm deciding whether I want to do part two next week mm. or not. Well, and I'm I will either. figure that out. <laughs> I, think, I think I think we might end up having to do it next week because I feel like it's All a continuation. Right. Yeah. But I will figure that out before our actual... <laughs> before our we record. <laughs> before we record, exactly. Perfect. Um, Yes, but we will see you next week for either some true crime or some not. Either way, (laughs) I am excited. (laughs) Excellent. All right, we will see you guys soon. Yes, stay safe, stay healthy. Bye. Bye.